and welcome to episode 123 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Corbett, and typically Miguel would be sitting across from me, but he's not here today. He went home to sleep after the very long weekend that we've already had. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Comic Palooza here in Houston. Uh, we've spent the last three days having a blast talking to our friends and doing interviews and uh, attending panels, and I did something that I've never really done before, and I ran a booth, uh, which kind of made the whole press side of things a little bit harder, but we made it work, and it was actually a lot of fun. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I recently wrote a comic book called Speak No Evil with my friend George Tripsis from Metal Geeks Podcast, and the two of us formed a new company called Grey Bear Comics, and this was our debut. Uh, we made 125 copies of our first issue preview book and brought that to Comic Palooza just to give everybody a little taste of the story, and it was extremely well-received, and we actually sold out uh, almost by Saturday evening, but Sunday morning we sold out and I couldn't be happier. Uh, everybody that picked it up told us so many nice things. Everybody really, really liked the story. Um, we even handed it off to a few publishers. It was just an awesome experience to get our, our story into the hands of people and to get so much positive feedback. So for everybody that came by and picked up a preview book, thank you so much. And please go to our website and pick up the real book when it's available. Uh, I really want people to read the entire story. This is just a taste, but yeah, seriously, I can't thank you guys enough. And thanks also to our booth helpers, uh, George's friend Andrew and his girlfriend Catherine and Heather, of course, and Miguel. Uh, Miguel actually was incredibly helpful in driving traffic to the booth. He you know, went and stood out there very obstinately in the path of traffic and said, hey, no, you can't get by me. Go over here and talk to these guys. <laughs> you know, he's, he's good at that kind of stuff. Uh, of course, he also wandered the con while I was busy selling the book and took a million pictures. Uh, all of those are up on our social media on Facebook and Twitter, uh, at Comical Podcast on both, or at Comical Podcast 2 for a lot of them because he posted them. But yeah, he got some great, great pictures. and He did all kinds of funny poses and stuff. Uh, there wasn't the demeaning commentary like I usually add to them, but still, you know, the funny pictures are still out there. Um, and then, you know, like I said, we went to some great panels. Uh, Friday, I went to the Women of Podcasting panel. My friends Amanda Campbell from Caster Quest and uh, Heather Price from Nerdy Bitches were on there. Uh, so I went and saw them talk, and that was really fun. And then I also participated Friday evening in the Houston Nerdcasting Collective panel, which is a network that we're actually a part of. Uh, I wasn't planning on going because I was going to stay up and uh, run the booth while George went because he was a part of it. But every single show except for Comical was going to be represented in that case. And so I just decided to go up there and join my way in. And it actually ended up being really funny, and I'm glad I did it. Uh, and then Saturday, of course, we worked the booth most of the day. But we also had the Podcasting 104, the business of podcasting panel that we did. And uh, we had Ming Chen sit on that one, which was fun. It was really informative. Uh, I think we talked to a lot of people that were really interested in podcasting and, and gave them some good insight into how to make money at this, or at least how to do their show for relatively cheap or relatively free. And uh, we got a lot of good feedback. So that was a lot of fun as well. Um, George went and saw the aliens panel on Saturday. I actually didn't get to because only one of us could go and uh, he's a bigger fan than I am. So I just let him do it. Uh, an exchange on Sunday when Alan Oppenheimer had his panel, I got to go. So I think it was a fair trade. Uh, speaking of Alan Oppenheimer, I got to meet him, which was just phenomenal. Uh, he's the voice of Merman as we've talked about before, as well as Falcor from the never ending story and the rock biter and uh, Sea Spray from Transformers and Warpath. Uh, and it was just really fun. Uh, we did get to do the interview, and he was gracious enough to let Merman interview Merman, which I'm going to play for you in a little while. 
Uh, it was just, <laughs> it was a dream come true. Just one of the greatest moments of my life. And I'm, I know it was one of the greatest moments of Miguel's life as well. He was walking on cloud nine the entire rest of the day after that interview. Um, it was something magical. And I hope you all really enjoy it as much as we re- enjoyed recording it. We also interviewed Becky Cloonan, who uh, I, I absolutely adore. Her book, Southern Cross, is excellent. And she's now writing the Punisher series for Marvel. Uh, she also does a lot of artwork for heavy metal bands that I'm a big fan of. So uh, if you never checked out her stuff, do it. She's just kick-ass. Uh, she actually lives in Austin, kind of close to us. So I'm sure we'll be seeing her around at more cons. Uh, talked to Andy Bellinger for a little while, but didn't get a chance to interview him. Um, he was really cool the whole weekend. We kept running into him and kind of hanging out. And then lastly, we, as we always do, we highlighted a local artist. We interviewed a guy named James Ferry who I've actually known for a long time, but never knew he was an artist until recently. So uh, I'm going to play those interviews for you now, just back to back. Uh, First up is going to be Alan Oppenheimer. So enjoy, guys. Guys, we are here with the legend, Alan Oppenheimer. This is an interview. A legend in his own mind. Oh, in our minds, too. We absolutely (laughs) adore your work. Uh, We've been talking about having this interview ever since we heard it was announced you were going to be coming. And we're so happy to be able to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank uh, you. As we've already kind of exhibited for you, Miguel here does the merman voice. And we, we've jokingly said, maybe we'll do a merman on merman interview. Why not? How you doing today, sir? Okay. You're pretty awesome, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> what do you have going on now? Nothing. I'm trying to get to dry land. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you think about Beastman? He's all bonehead. Who? Beastman. Well... Bring him in. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> bonehead isn't here. Here comes Cringer. I don't leave me alone. I don't want to talk to any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Cringer is such a coward. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, it's it's such a dream come true to see you doing these voices for me. Like, Thank you. I Thank love you. Masters of the Universe. I have ever since I was a little boy. Thank and, you. And uh, you really just bring these characters to life, and it's it's an honor to meet you and get to see you, you do this Thank live. Thank you. Thank you. I've enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm speechless, and that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, just say something like Merman. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um, you came to Texas a while back, and we wanted to go, but we couldn't make it. I was disappointed. I cried. <laughs> Was that what I was in San Antonio? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, guess what? We even sang a song about Tila. Because apparently we got the hots for Tila. Did you know? Who? Tila. Tila. Ah, see, I told you. <laughs> I love you, Tila. <laughs> I don't want to drag her into the water anytime. <laughs> see, what I say? I told you. It wasn't just me. <laughs> okay, this, fellas. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. We're the dueling mermans here. <laughs> I mean, we have to ask you some questions because this has to be a, a true interview. What w- I mean, it's, I know it's hard to condense, but what was it like working on He-Man back in those days? What do you mean, what was it like? I don't understand the question. I mean, was when, when it was at the peak of its fandom, were, were people just looking for you everywhere you went? Or? No, 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 no. Actually, we did this 30 years ago, and you just you did the job. You went home and forgot about it. Now, here, 30 years later, we have, we're invited to these conventions because... People like you had them in your childhood, and they even bring their children in to see it. So this is a total surprise, you know. At the time, it was just a job, and you went home, and you did it again the next week. Yeah, I, I guess I can imagine that, but uh, it's just, from my eyes, it never seemed that way. It always seemed well, like of course so much not. more glamorous. <laughs> of course not. You ran home from school to listen to it, watch it. 
Every day. Yep. Every day at 3 o'clock, I sat down with a giant box of goldfish, and I watched He-Man with my mom. <laughs> I loved it. All right. And as an adult, too, I picked up all the DVDs, and I've been watching them you know, all the way through a couple times now. And they, they, they still carry a, a very strong message of positivity and like a lot of morals and values you don't really see in cartoons today. Well, some people who came to see me in past shows have said how a moral, a particular moral at a particular show rescued them as children, believe it or not, from committing suicide. Oh, wow. Now, isn't that something? I mean, they had such dysfunctional family or bullying or whatever, and they were, they were so despondent. They were really thinking of anything in their life. And then there was a, a message at the end of one of these shows that gave them the courage, and now they come to see the show and talk to me, and they're fine. That's, but that's, uh, that's kind of awesome and humbling. Yeah, that's got to be an amazing feeling. It is. You're, like you said earlier, you're our hero. Growing up watching all these shows, everything, He-Man, Everything Story, Ming, you know, <laughs> Flash Gordon, Mighty Mouse, you're truly, seriously talented. There's not a lot of people like you around anymore. Um, oh. I wish you could continue on and do even more. Uh, I've introduced my children into these movies that you have here, especially Transformers. My younger son is still upstairs helping out my cousin who was video recording, but he loves the Transformers. And I'm going to tell him I get to meet you and he's going to be mad at me because, <laughs> I mean, he-Man, he loves it too. It's just great stuff. You've, did, you, did he see this, uh, The NeverEnding Story? That one's one he has not seen yet. It's a great movie. Oh, I, I own it, but he hasn't seen it yet because yeah. he's so busy watching the Transformers on reruns, watching right. He-Man. Uh, believe it or not, he's actually seen an episode. He's seen an episode of Six Million Dollar Man. That's good too. But he, oh yeah, who doesn't love the Six Million Dollar Man? Come on. That's right. <laughs> but are you going to do anything else, or are you just just on the con circuit now? No, I really don't work anymore. I've done some commercials, voices for commercials, but I'm I don't do cartoons anymore, and uh, I don't do um, theater, which I grew up doing for years. Or movies or television. It takes too much energy. I don't have that much energy now. So my my agent a couple of years ago sent me out for something, and I said I don't really want. I said I'll tell you what. I'll do I'll do a TV show or a movie or something. If I die in the first act, because I got to be in bed by nine. He said, Oh, I see. I get the picture. <laughs> I think Harrison Ford said something similar to the Star Wars people. Harrison Ford? Yeah, really. Well, there you are. You're the same caliber. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no more. No more. <laughs> I did it for 65 years. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what's next? Do you have anything on the horizon you're planning to do beyond No, cons? no, no, no. no. Uh, you know, I, I read for uh, commercials and stuff like that, and some of them I get, some of them I don't. And then I do this, and I'm really retired. I have a, a life of freedom. That's that's got to be awesome. Pretty good. Do you uh, do you ever keep up with He-Man or any of the characters you were a big part no, of? Well, uh, John Irwin and I have lunch sometimes, but I can't get John out to do these conventions. He's very shy. He just won't do it. And uh, um, Melendi Britt, who plays She-Ra, mm -hmm. uh, we see each other occasionally. We worked uh, a PowerCon two weeks ago in L.A. I, I want to go there so bad sometime. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's all. I mean. Everybody else is gone or totally gone, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's too bad. We keep the, uh, the He-Man movie going live. We do it every year. We do a live tweeting, a live video watching of He-Man the movie. We watch the He-Man and She-Rock Christmas special every Christmas. Oh, every Christmas. That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> yes, and we have our good friend Steve Orlando, who's currently writing for DC. He does the Skeletor voice. Oh. And so he comes on, and we like live tweeting and everybody else joins us in next thing you know we have like two three hundred people tweeting with us about the movie 
That's great. So That's we're just keeping great. it alive for you. Thank you. W would you do us one last favor and give us, I don't want to be good, I want to be evil? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be good. I want to be evil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk my to pleasure. us. And, you know, keep having a great comic palooza, and we hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that great? <laughs> Everything I promised it would be and more. Uh, if you ever get a chance to meet that man, he's a legend. And he will tell you so many amazing stories. And if you can get him to do the voices, it's oh, it's just so cool to watch. At his panel, he actually did about 40 or 50 different voices. He's talking about shows as old as Gunsmoke and Bonanza that he was on and different characters he did. And the things that he used to do back then that you probably couldn't get away with now because of political correctness and whatnot. Uh, but it was it was just awesome to see him be able to maneuver back and forth like that with the voices. This is a, a rare talent you just don't see nowadays. And the funniest thing is that, that he told Miguel that he had the, the skill. He had the spark for it. So I think that is a pretty awesome compliment, but I really hope it doesn't go to Miguel's head. You guys know. <laughs> you know what's up. So after that, we went and talked to Becky, and uh, I'm going to play that one for you right now. Hey, guys. We are here with Becky Cloonan, the writer of Southern Cross and the new Punisher series from Marvel. Yeah. Hey. How are you doing, Becky? Good. How are you? Really, really good. How's the comic going? Uh, the comic? Yeah. It's good. Which one? This, all of them? This one. How is this con been oh, going Oh, this for? con. I think yes. that's the comic. I was like, which which one? Uh, they're all going very well. Everything's going well. I, I'm just here for today, really. I got in uh, yesterday. Cool. So I'm, I, cause this was like half con for me. They flew Andy in, so I couldn't not come, you know? Well, I was hoping you would. Yeah. I, I'm really happy to see you're here. <laughs> I mean, I got brought my Southern Cross for you to sign. I meant to bring my Punisher, but if I had known you were going to be here, I could have prepared better. But... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I follow you on social media, cool. and you, you do a lot of interaction and a lot of artwork for metal bands, Yeah, which I'm a huge fan of. How did, how did you get involved into doing that? Um, well, I, I think I've always, um, you know, ever since when I moved to New York, uh, I was friends with a lot of people who were in bands or managing bands or, you know, uh, promoting shows and things like that. So I ended up doing a lot of stuff for, like, uh, old, like, punk bands from, like, well, not old, I guess, but from, like, the early 2000s, um, like, late 90s. So it just kind of, like, tumbled from there. You know, and a lot of it's either friends of mine that are in bands. Like, when I started doing work for The Sword, I became friends with all those guys. Now, it's when I do work with them, it's like, oh, like, I'm friends with them. And yeah. uh, I'll get emails from people who are like, oh, we have a mutual friend. Uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of nice. I can kind of pick and choose uh, what I'd like to be involved in, you know. It's cool, too. I yeah, mean, it's awesome. And it's nice, too, because I can do work for larger bands, but then... I, you saw, know, it's I saw what you did for Insomnium, and I, I, I oh, yeah. love it. They're I love great. It so much. Yeah, they're friends with a buddy of mine, JP, who does a book called Sing No Evil, uh, which is a comic book, like a heavy metal comic book. Did uh, uh, they're, they're both finished. They were just hanging out at like a festival over there. We, we, I write a comic book called Speak No Evil. Oh, no way. <laughs> I actually gave a copy to Andy on, awesome. on day one. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, it, actually, Sing No Evil is, if you are into metal and you uh, love comics, this is like one of the, it's a great zip. I'll have check to check out. it out. That sounds I think really still, cool. I, don't quote me on this. <laughs> well, you can, I guess, because I'm on this podcast. Maybe, I think Scholastic. Okay. Maybe. It has it has a big distribution in the U.S., like as a graphic novel, so you should be able to find it. I'll, I'll find a copy. Definitely yeah. check it out. Um, so aside from that stuff, you're working on Punisher. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned before there were some things you wanted to do that uh, Marvel's making it. You, you have to no, ask no, permission we just we, to do There's things. some things that I'd like to do that when I tell my editor, it's like, well, we'll have to get from, we might have to run that up the poll and see what answer comes back you like, know so I might I just end up like writing things like maybe beyond what I'd like to happen so that when they 
you know, if it gets scaled back, that's fine because that's what I wanted to do anyway. Well, issue one was was great. I yeah. loved that Frank let the let the guy live. <laughs> oh yeah, that was surprising and out of character for him. Yeah, a little bit, but I, um, I liked it. Frank's a fun character, you know. It's like a, I, I'm I'm writing him a little bit like Jason Voorhees. What would Jason do? <laughs> See, I told him it's her take on it. And it's amazing. It's cool. You've never seen him do that before. I'm I'm down with this. At I love it. Seriously, yeah, I can't you. wait to see what you do. And I, I can't believe that. I, I doubt that maybe they turned some of your stuff down. Do they have they actually really turned some of the stuff? No, down? they don't turn it down yet. I mean, but we're just kind of getting going right now. Um, it's getting to the point where there's some things that I'd like to do that we just have to make sure we can show what we well, want to do. I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what you do. It's yeah. going to be great. I'm all about like problem solving anyway. So if there is something I can't do, I'll probably still do it, but just in a different way. So yeah, it's you know it's just fun. It's fun stuff and. I don't know. Um, we're not trying to like reinvent the wheel here with this book, but we're just trying to make it fun. Like it's not, it's not a new Punisher, but it's hopefully you know it's a new story. It's a new take, and it's a new take yeah. on it. But it's not like we're not trying to reinvent the character or anything because right. it, why it's not broke, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, and you're doing a great job. Thank I, you. I mean, it's only a few issues in, but I'm really indig- really enjoying it. Yeah, and I really fun. love Southern Cross. I actually have the whole series. I just didn't bring it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Southern Cross is a, a whole lot of fun to do. Issue 7, which is the new story arc, starts on September 14th. Okay. Um, and it's all new cast. There's one returning character, um, so it's an easy point for if people haven't read the first trade, which okay. is out, so I don't know why people haven't read it yet. So. Yeah, really, guys, go pick it up. If you We've been talking about this yet. for months. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it starts again. And there's new, it's like now, like, you know, all new fun for the whole family. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Yeah, Do you have anything you. you want to promote, any, your website or anything? Um, well, I'm Becky Clunan on pretty much everything. So if you're looking on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, see in progress pics. I post a lot of art and stuff like that. It's all awesome, too. It's kind of fun. A lot of, a lot of BS, but, you know. Cool. Well, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. So go check out her stuff if you want to, guys. Uh, like I said, she's awesome. Uh, huge metalhead, which, you know, obviously makes me interested in her work. Um, beyond that, I don't really know what else to say, except here is James Ferry, our last interview of the day. Enjoy. Hey guys, as you know, at every con we go to, we try to pick one local artist to do a highlight on, and this time we're talking to James Ferry. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? <laughs> doing excellent. It's been a great Comic Palooza this year. What have you, uh, how's it been for you so far? Uh, this has been amazing. I've, I've sold a lot of original art at this one. It's unusual to sell as much as I have, but yeah, the show's been great. Uh, all the, uh, events going on are amazing. Got to see Sigourney Weaver, which, I don't know, I, that made me pretty happy. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> uh, what about any of the comic guys? You talked to Man of Action or Becky Clunan or any of them? I I just found out that Becky Clunan's here. I need to go buy her booth, uh, go buy all her stuff, because, I mean, I've, I've actually been meaning to do that, uh, like, actually go talk to her about Comixology, which I'm about to start a, I mean, we'll release something this week, a zombie comic. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah. What's that about? Uh, Zombies of Oz. It's, uh, as the title entails, or it suggests, it's about uh, zombies invading the land of Oz. And the first one uh, uh, focuses on the Tin Man. Oh, he says no. All oh, right. I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening to what he's saying. I thought you were reaching for it. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it's not out yet. It'll be out. Uh, I planned on it this week. I was trying to finish it up for this show, but uh, just didn't happen. I, like, <laughs> I ended up having both my hands cramp up trying to get all the images cleaned up. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a different artist than from when I started this this project than I am from. When, I, I guess it's like that with everything. You always grow and evolve, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so 
that's coming out, and yeah, it's a lot of work went into that. As you well know, with your comics, speak no evil. It is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun too. Yeah, you don't, you know, it's like getting poked in the eye, but you enjoy it. <laughs> well, you, I don't know about you, but I love getting feedback on my stuff, and um, I'm I really like your art. Uh, oh, thank you know, you. We, we've actually met each other years and years and yes. years ago. Totally different for uh, a totally context. different reason, yes. and you know, we reconnected about. Three months ago? Yes, at the it was at uh, uh, Trader's Village, Village Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, which is that that was also was a really great convention. It was. It was a lot of fun. I, I really had no idea you were doing art though, but yeah. I saw your stuff and I was very impressed. And so was George, my uh, co-writer. And uh, we may actually want to talk to you about doing some stuff for yeah. a future yeah, issue of Speak No Evil. For, uh, collaboration work. That's uh, very cool. Uh, just... So how long have you been drawing? <laughs> Uh, let's see, probably 15 years now, I'd say. that's That seems about right. Uh, I mean, just putting in the time. Not all at, at once, you know. <laughs> I got you. Any advice for someone who's, like, starting off like my sons who actually... Uh, you need to... The quickest way to uh, draw, to, to improve your drawing is definitely drawing from life. Like, don't don't try to draw, like, comic books. Like, if you're, if you're, if you're drawing from comic books... Uh, it, it, it'll it'll get you so far. What you really want to do is like take life drawing classes, figure drawing, those things. Um, that allows not only you to train your eye to look at what you're drawing, and uh, but it's also you'll you'll start to develop your own style, which will which may not show up for years. That's the thing is it's going to take a while for all that to happen. It's, it's like people don't pick up a cello and start playing it perfectly. Gotcha. Like it's, it's the same thing. You, you have to practice all. You have to you know, practice your scales. The, that that's what figure drawing is. To okay. at least that's what it should be used for. I got you. Uh, who do you most follow? I mean, if you were to look at your work right now, who does it look resemble more? I mean, have you kind of like anyone? Well, anybody here like you? I want to be like him. Uh, well, or I, her. My, uh, a lot of my influences are a lot of the, the French style of comic books. Okay. I, I just really love their thin line work. Uh, Mobius is a huge influence on me. Uh, then uh, Akira, the the manga Akira is a, again okay. the, both the stories that they're telling, and also the the way in which they draw is just I, I envy their their line work is just amazing. Surprisingly, I've never really gotten into the man- manga stuff, but I've actually here lately started to look at it a lot more, and it's it's really impressive, I have to say. Well, it's a, it's it's there's something for all levels. That's uh, that's what uh, uh, like a, another one uh, that, that like. The the story the ones that really draw me in are ones that have great art in the story just holds together. Uh, there's a oh let's see, Domu is it? I think it's called a child's toy. That's it's a, it's a short. Uh, I think it's like a two part thing. That's another one. It was actually the comic uh, done before Akira. That that one's great. Um, let's see, what else has been I, the, for me? The, that that's the stuff that has influenced my work the most. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not very familiar with your works, obviously, and I apologize for this, but no, I'm, so I'm going to definitely check it out. How yeah, many have you done? How many books, how many stuff have you done so far? I mean, uh, Well, that have been released? This yes. will be my, my first one that's officially released. I actually have done comic books in the past. Uh, like, I have one that uh, I wrote a while back. I, again, this is what I, I'm talking about, like, the learning process. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not... Some of those books will never see the light of day. <laughs> They're out there, but they you have to, you have to dig pretty deep. One of them was about... Um, it was a giant... Elder God sort of character deep in the Louisiana swamps. I just made that for fun. That sounds like up my alley, man. I kind of okay, like that. <laughs> I'll give you the link, the secret link to get to that one. Okay. Yeah, I've never released that one in any form because it, I, I'm real. Well, artists are the worst critics. <laughs> you're you're, you're really that. tough on yourself. Uh, like, 
So yeah, that that one came out a while back. But yeah, no one knows about it. You're, you're the first uh, on this. Okay, I say that now. I've just done it on an interview. Now everyone knows about it. There you I go. Have to find a place to put it. But yeah, that one. And then uh, I've not uh, a lot of the stuff I've been working on lately is just uh, getting up uh, stuff for the conventions, which in, involves more like you know, poster sales, things like that. Things I'll sell here. I got you. I'm, I'm trying my best to avoid uh, pure fan art. Like I, I don't. I don't like that. That's uh, now, some I, of your original stuff is just fantastic. Oh, I really, so really like it. Um, you have that one with like the weird mushroom yes, kind of yeah, thing. I, that's <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, very great, unique. Great description. It's perfect. The, the weird mushroom thing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you knew exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yes. that stuff you said that was hidden. Yes. When you make it big, that's going to be like, everybody's going to want it. Like, where's that? we got to hunt this down. It, it, it'll be good. I will release those. It'll be like, oh, so see, you can go from this to this. It is possible. You just have to work really hard at it. <laughs> that's what the, those would, that would be like the lesson that would be learned, for, I think, from those. But yeah, actually, I found, uh, I was going through one of my old hard drives. I found a children's book I wrote, maybe like, I don't even, I don't even remember. It had to be 50, yeah, about the time I started uh I want to redo the images. The story's still sound. The images are awful, <laughs> but it, but it's good to like like you're talking about your daughter, like the learning process. She needs to keep those those things she's doing now. So when she looks in a month, a year, two years, three years, five years, she can see where she was and where where she, what she's become. That, that I think that's gonna uh, that helps me whenever I'm like feeling like really frustrated on a piece or something like that. Makes sense. But, yeah. I'm conducted this interview. <laughs> you it disappeared, works. man. <laughs> hey, another good thing about this right now is that you're very personable. I'm, oh, yeah. Seriously, I feel comfortable talking oh, yeah. to you. He walked away. Like I said, I didn't really know you. He knows you personally. Have a hard time interviewing most people. And yeah, I'm sitting here just skill. like having a great conversation with you. You're very personable, and that makes it amazing. I mean, that's the kind of people you want to meet. That's the kind of person you go up to and buy stuff from all the time. Hell, I'm thinking about wanting you to commit something right yeah, now. Yeah, do it. Right, come on, let's do it. <laughs> I want a picture of me with my merman mask naked on this table. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we can make that happen. Whoa. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> you have to pay him a lot. <laughs> yeah, is, well, you know, especially if you want to be favorable in certain areas. Of course. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> maybe, maybe you should go with the horse mask. <laughs> Well, that's really cool, James. Uh, where can people go if they want to check out your art? I've got an Etsy store, although I haven't populated it yet, but uh, it's etsy.com slash jamesferryart. Uh, you can also follow me there. It's uh, under my name. And then I have a website, uh, all this information. So, Sadinga.com slash james underscore ferry or facebook.com slash james.ferry. Yes, I'm trying to get those uh, all in one place so it's not like underscores dots, but... Uh, again, it, take, it just takes comes, time. Yeah. yeah, the thing that always do the thing that makes you money first. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know the thing that don't make me money immediately takes precedence over money that could could come in the future. Are you going to be at any other uh, upcoming cons? I'm not sure. Uh, I know Amazing Cons in September. In September. I, I believe I'm going to be at that one. Um, there's going to be a. I'm always at a lot of the local events. I, I've been meaning to go by the Easton Studio Gallery. I, I think they got a. They got an. I'm not going to be in their Ink Show. They're just Ink Show, but they have another one coming up that I'm going to try to get in on. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, for now, I, I need to schedule some more. I haven't done that recently, but yeah. Uh, cool. I know at least that one, the Amazing Con I'm going to be in. Well, that, that's good. I mean, we have a lot of Houston listeners, so hopefully when they come to that one, they'll find you and check you out. And yeah. if not, you can always look up his stuff online. And like I said, it's very unique, very interesting illustrations. I think you know a lot of people will really dig it. Uh, so check him out. 
And thanks for doing an interview with us. No, thank you very much. So make sure to go check out his art. He's extremely talented. Uh, he's an up-and-coming artist. Uh, I have a feeling we're probably going to do some kind of collaboration with him in the future. His illustrations are just so unique. Uh, I don't think I've really seen anything like that from anybody else. Definitely, definitely go check him out and support him, support him if you can. Check out his Etsy shop. Uh, I think you'll find all kinds of things that you'd be interested in. And uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, like I said, we sold out of the book. It was a very successful weekend. You know, We made a lot of friends. We got to hang out with a lot of new friends. Um, I just, I had an absolute blast. I always do at Comic Palooza. It's my favorite con of the year. And then, of course, you know, we did our live show, which is something special all on its own. Uh, we do have video footage of that. It's not complete, though. We lost a few minutes at the end. I'm working on editing that, and hopefully that'll be up sometime in the next week or two. I am going to go ahead and post the audio version of that, and that should be up probably by the end of the week. So keep an eye out and uh, make sure to listen. We did something very, very different this time and very, very hilarious. So I look forward to hearing your feedback on that. Uh, as always, don't forget to follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast on Twitter and Instagram. I am at comical podcast and Miguel is at comical podcast too. And, uh, that's pretty much it guys. So we will see you back next week for a regularly scheduled episode till then. Keep on laughing, bitches.